welcome back to the Solux Life Podcast. I know it has been a while since I've been on here, but I've just been busy. Life is busy. I am a mom, and this episode is for all the working moms, the working men. You know, everybody could use some help around here, but I'm excited about today's guest. Her name is Katherine Rosenblatt. She is from Bridgeland, Mississippi. She may not be from there, but she lives there. But I'm going to let her tell you about her in just a moment. We're going to give some people some time to lock on. So make sure you like, share, leave your questions in the comment section because we will be answering them and we will be right back. Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. Yes, and we're back. So definitely, you guys, tune in with your questions. I am excited. So first thing first, I'm going to let Catherine tell you guys about herself. How are you, Catherine? First, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. I love it. So just tell us a little bit about you, just kind of like who you are, what you do. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I actually went to, I went to Ole Miss on a golf scholarship. I played golf at Ole Miss, um, post-college. I lived in Washington, DC for four years, um, was in it consulting. And I also coached golf, the women's golf team at Georgetown. Um, and I actually loved coaching more than I loved playing. And I'll kind of get into like the why I found out the why later on in life. Um, and then I moved back to Jackson and, um, started working as a project manager and pursued my MBA at Millsaps College in Jackson. And then I met my husband, moved to Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, he was then in grad school. And that's kind of when I was like, I had my first child and I was working my way up um, in healthcare as a manager. And I was like, I just don't want to do this. I want to spend more time with my son. And so mm-hmm. I didn't want to do sales. I want to do something that I could use my brain and my skill set. And so I was like Googling, searching, and I found virtual assistant. I was like, oh, this sounds like something I could do. And so mm-hmm. I found a placement firm and I joined the placement firm and I loved it. Like I loved the work. I loved working with clients, serving them. I would work. It, it, was, it was a great fit. Um, it wasn't as mom friendly as I would have liked, but I loved it. So I did that for about 15 months. And then we moved to Boulder, Colorado, outside Boulder and from my husband's job. And then I started kind of getting clients on my own. And then mm-hmm. 20, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden I was inundated. I went from one client to like four clients. I was like, whoa, I have more clients than I can handle. And so <laughs> I literally started training moms that I had met at the parks so I was reaching out to mom saying, hey, do you want to be a VA? Hey, do you want to be a VA? I'll train uh-huh. you. I have a client. And so it's the early days of the pandemic. So I'd meet them on my front steps. I'd sit there, plug up my laptop. They have their laptop. <laughs> We're six feet apart and I'm training them. And I realized then I was like, that's that's why I think I like coaching more than playing mm-hmm. golf. I loved watching these women 
like transform. Like they had great skill sets, had great bones. And then all of a sudden they were like using them. And I feel like, you know, Kristen, your mom, like no one works harder than a mom and like yes. figure out how to get it done. Like we have less hours than most people because we have people who need us, people we have to feed, mm-hmm. clothes, <laughs> everything. Yes. I really, I mean, I have loved that. So that's kind of how it's kind of morphed into mom to virtual assistant. Yes. Like you said, like a mom, being a mom is a full-time job. And I don't think people realize that. Like you go to work, you're working a full-time job. You come home, the clock doesn't stop. Like you're just getting started. You have to cook, you have to clean, you have to give baths, you have to be a counselor. You just have to. And then they they go to bed and you haven't even done the dishes. Or the right, right, and then you're feeling bad, like I neglected my housework because I'm over here. But like, I have to tell moms all the time, like, give yourself a break, (laughs) cut yourself some slack because I I come in. We have to give each other and ourselves so much grace because yes, Mm -hmm. whether you're a stay at home mom, you're a full time mom, like working mom. I mean, I feel like I hate stay at home mom because I feel like they are working moms, like stay home mom, Mm -hmm. working mom. mom of special needs I mean they are all working so hard yes yeah because when people think of stay-at-home mom I think people think like oh they had it easy they'll just stay at home keep the kids anybody can do that but I dare you to try it like stay at home (laughs) with some toddlers you'll be wanting to go back to work like let me get out of this house people when I stopped um working like I'm an entrepreneur now I sell real estate and my son he's three and people that have followed my journey, they know Grant is a handful. He's getting into something all the time. But he's with me full time. So I'm like a stay-at-home mom, but I'm also a working mom because real estate doesn't stop. Right. So um, I kind of like your business. Like you help train moms to kind of find that niche, kind of find something that they like to do yes. to assist other people. Yeah. And with the great – so, you know, like there's been – all this talk in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times about the great resignation and all these women who are so qualified are leaving the workforce, whether it's they have high risk family members, whether it's they can't find childcare, childcare is too expensive. Some people just want to readjust their priorities in life. They don't want to work 60 hour weeks or have an hour and a half like commute. They want to spend more time with their family. And so a lot of these women um, I've connected with and been able to be like, okay, what's your background? I have people who have a lot of former teachers. A lot of them have master's degrees. Um, mm. I also have a bunch of um, like nurses, people with like clinical backgrounds or oh, wow. um, backgrounds. And then I also even have people with doctorates um, coming. And it's just really fascinating because like when you look at their skill set, some people are like, oh, I don't know if I'll be a good virtual assistant. I don't have experience and everything. And you start looking, I'm like, you have really good bones. Like you have a great foundation. Like you are cognitively yeah. like you, you are there. Like, I'm just going to like morph you and work with you and like talk with a client because you can, you will be a great virtual assistant. You can time manage, you can, you're tech savvy, you know, like really working with those moms and some of them just need encouragement and some of them just, I'll just mm-hmm. connect with client too. Yeah. So kind of walk us through like a day to day as a virtual assistant. I'm sure it's different for like from client to client. 
Um, but just like overall, like what what are some tasks that virtual assistants would be required to do if someone's yeah. interested in getting So a lot of them will like manage the inbox or maybe there's like a customer support email, right? So a VA may they'll wake up in the morning, check that inbox. Like, are there any questions? Are there any leads in that inbox? Are there any customers? So maybe the client has a course, they check the inbox. And then the virtual assistant go, might go about their day. They may go to the park, children's museum, run some errands, and then they may get an email. And I really kind of coach the virtual assistants on, you want to do a virtual nod. And a virtual nod looks like when you get a ping from that email, then you send a saying, hey, I got this. I'm not at a computer now. I'll be at a computer in an hour and a half. I'll take care of this, that type of thing. So it doesn't just go into a dark hole. And mm-hmm. then let's say, you know, check again around 11, check the inbox, see if anything's happening, anything on social. Maybe you do some DMs if you're managing their social media account or scheduling things to go out. And then let's say nap time hits around 12, 1230. Then you have two to three hours of time to really, you know, work to carve out whether it's mm-hmm. working on, um, in Asana on a project management tool. Um, maybe it's working in Canva, doing some Canva templates. Maybe it's, reaching out to be able to do collaborations with or partnerships or having a call with a graphic designer or the bookkeeper, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And like baby wakes up, kids wake up, go to the park. And then the kids go down about seven, you know, little kids go down early and then you can get some more work done. Um, And it varies because like a lot of my clients, like they only pay for how many hours they work, Crispin. And so Mm -hmm. VA, some moms are like, hey, I want five hours a week, Catherine. Five hours is all I want to work a week. Well, there's some clients who only need a VA five hours a week. So they are great. But then there's some clients who may have 15, 20 hours a week that they need a VA. And then mm-hmm. there may be, we'll call her Jan. Jan's over here and Jan's like, oh, my mother-in-law lives with us or my kids are older. They're all in school. I have bandwidth. I'd love to work 15, 20 hours a week so they could be a good fit. And so that way, like, it kind of is like whatever season of life that VA is in, they can, like, mm-hmm. help them match with a client they're a good fit with. So, yeah, I'm glad you told me that because sometimes I guess when people think like becoming a virtual assistant, like, oh, I'll have to sit there for like four hours straight and just answer calls or check emails. But I like how you kind of walked me through it to where you can kind of work it into your schedule as being a mom. I am all about so, you know, I worked with a placement firm starting out on my own, learning the whole like virtual assistant world. And it wasn't as mom friendly. So I have really tried to focus on like mom to virtual assistant being mom friendly, Mm -hmm. because like I said, moms work harder than anyone else. Like moms who want to make it work, they're going to, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get the work done, period. Right. Um, And whether they're like, I'm going to stay up till two and I'm going to get this project out the door and it's going to look great. Like they're going to get it done. They're not slackers. You can't be a mom and be a slacker. Um, And then, you know, the other thing with that is like, I think some people think being a VA is eight to five. It's not. It's really, you know, working off deadlines and priorities. And, you know, when I say seven days a week, like you don't have to do all that work between that eight to five time. Like you can do it, uh, you know, maybe a bulk of your project is done on a Saturday morning, for example. Mm -hmm. Thing. And one thing that I did when I lived in Colorado and I was a virtual assistant, I actually got my 
bestie in, down the street. I was like, hey, you, you should be a virtual assistant, Orla. You would be a great virtual assistant. And so she, I got her a client. This is at the early stages. And then we would just tag team. So like I would take her kids and she, if she had a project or wanted to mm-hmm. knock out some work and it's like therapeutic. It was so like fun to do it because it's a break from diapers and right. kids and snacks. <laughs> and she would knock out two or three hours and then I might say, Hey, can you take my kids on Thursday? And then we could trade. That's I love that because I think a lot of people don't realize like when your kids are with you and like being a stay at home mom, when you go to work, those eight hours, um, suppose you do have like a corporate job, you're getting a mental break from your kids. Like those eight hours, you don't hear a baby crying. Those eight hours, you're not worrying about changing a diaper. So I love that, you know, you can tag team with other moms and kind of help each other out in this field. So one thing I'm kind of curious about, what would you say um, is the hardest part about being a virtual assistant? So for me and many of my clients, my virtual assistants, it's actually turning off. And I say that because, you know, this is common. So a mom comes in and they may have like two, three, four year gap. They haven't worked. They're like, I want to try this. I want to see what it's about. They get a five, seven hour a week client. And then they're like, I love this. This is so fun. Give me more. And it's fun, (laughs) but it gets to the point where they just, it's sometimes you're real in a good way. Like they're thinking about like serving that client. Like that client says jump and they're like, how high, you know, (laughs) or they're trying to stay a step or two ahead of the client that sometimes you just get so passionate and so invested because this is your, like the VA is the client's right hand. And Mm -hmm. the the VA is really enjoying this role because it's their outlet too from their kids that I think that that's a challenge sometimes for people to like, be like, okay, I'm not, I don't have to do this all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. even though their client's not expecting it. It's more of like, they enjoy it that much. I hear that a lot. They did not expect it to become that much fun. (laughs) Right. So like, can you be a VA for more than one client at a time? I guess like, great question. Yes. So some people have two clients. I have a few who have three. Um, I don't, from personal experience, I do not, do not recommend more than three because then you're like, uh, who's in so wait, is this email that? for who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, okay, I said the wrong one. Like maybe you're working for a cattle farm and then you also have a like to know it fashion blogger and you're like getting stuff like you stop everything before you went into Yeah. So like, I know you assist virtual assistants. Do you help them kind of get started? Um, so do you help them find work or is that like, do you just help with the training part? Great question. So they come to me and like, I have several, like I'll have clients kind of looking for people. Like I said, different hours, different time zones. Um, I work with people like clients in the U S and Canada and all my virtual assistants are in the U S and a majority of them are moms, not all of them, but majority of them are moms. And I, so I'll meet Jan, right? And Jan's like, hey, Catherine, I'd love to be a virtual assistant. And so Jan talks to me about like, what time zone is she in? We have an interview. We talk about her skills. I also want to hear like, what makes Jan tick? Like, what does Jan enjoy doing? And then (laughs) I get to learn about Jan and what, you know, time zone and hours and her availability. And so then I make notes on Jan, Jan, I talk. And then like, when I find a client that I'm like, that's a good fit. When I talk to a client and they say, I need a VA four hours a week, 
or I need a VA 15 hours a week, East Coast, Pacific, whatever their needs are. I want them to know Salesforce. Uh, I want them to know uh, Kajabi. I want Flowdesk, whatever platforms they need. Then I go back and I start interviewing and look at my database. And so that's kind of how I'm kind of like a matchmaker. Yes, I love it. Um because I'm just listening while you're talking, I'm thinking like, should I get me a VA for real estate? <laughs> so I do have a, some people who do property management. And so their mm -hmm. virtual assistants manage their building account. And so they're doing like leasing agreements, talking with the contractors, kind of organizing things like mm -hmm. that. Um, reviewing properties that they may want to say, hey, we're thinking about investing in this one or you know, buying this complex can you do some research on what are the schools rated things like that um mm -hmm. doing setting up example mailchimp flow desk to send out a, week, a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly newsletter um linking like to know it and collages um i mean they really when i say they can do anything for the most part you know you tell me up front kind of like what do you need and i try to mm -hmm. find the right fit and i will be i will definitely tell you if i'm like that's that's probably going to be very no. difficult to find. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, can't find someone to fold your laundry, but I can find somebody that can like, send it off. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so do but you ever... Lot, some people even have their virtual assistants help them with their business and then maybe mm -hmm. their personal life. So helping them schedule birthday parties or a baptism or... Um, a housekeeper, a yard maintenance crew, things oh, like nice. that. So people have them, have them kind of blend into both. I love it. So because some people, you know, they don't want to do like customer service. They don't want to check emails all day, but you might have someone that is good at event planning and they're good at, I guess, mm -hmm. sending invites out to the family for this and that. So, you, so it's not just all like corporate based. You do kind of place people... Yes. In fact, I mean, personal. I have some people who just want a virtual assistant to kind of manage that, the personal space. Some people do do that. Um, mm -hmm. And some people have one for personal and then they have one for business. Um, some people have a VA and then this is, their business starts growing because when you have that virtual assistant, what happens is it frees you up because your time is mm -hmm. valuable. And so it frees you up to either create more contacts, more content, go after larger deals, um, do bigger, you know, like you're thinking through strategy and moving your business mm -hmm. forward while your virtual assistant's helping you like be the busy bee, get things done, make sure you're right. not doing emails and things. And so what happens is like this, I'm seeing this as kind of a trend. People who start having a virtual assistant for a while mm -hmm. end up needing another VA basically. And so their, their main VA kind of becomes like kind of like an OBM, like an online business manager. And mm -hmm. that will then train the next, like the sub VA basically, which is great because there's constant coverage, Crispin. But right. what's interesting is the only reason that that person, that client grow, grows their business is because they're able to send tasks to that VA to free them up to grow it. And I'm definitely right. with that. Yeah. And um, yeah, that kind of brings me like to what I do in real estate. Like if I, I need an assistant to show houses, <laughs> like I need someone to drive around and show houses and that will free up my time to do more dollar producing activities, like maybe calling clients, trying to get more contracts. So yeah, definitely. I think if everybody kind of evaluates their life, they could probably see where they yes. need an assistant. <laughs> and the real estate market right now is insane. 
in six. So when we moved from Colorado to Mississippi, we were in a bidding war a year ago and bought our house on FaceTime. I never would have thought I would buy a house on FaceTime. Yes, I sold a house to a client from LA. Like they never stepped foot in the house. Like our showings, we're on FaceTime. Like, okay, do you like this? Like, make sure you see it. Can you see this over here? (laughs) Yeah, like so much. Like the world is just changing and things are becoming more virtual. I I think, like, after COVID, we all noticed how, you know, we can kind of cut back from actually having to get out there and kind of do mm-hmm. things more virtually, like virtual school. Everybody was at home during that part. Um, so did you see kind of like a spike in business during the pandemic? Yes, I did. I felt like people were really wanting, it was funny because people needed more assistance. Small business owners were more inclined to go with a virtual person. So people who may have before wanted someone in their house or in person were kind of forced to have to have somebody virtually. And they Mm -hmm. did like it because one of the feedback I've heard from people is like, they kind of like having their space, but having their person. Right. Um, Another thing that I hear is like clients during the pandemic and VAs, like it helped both of them, like from a mental state, a Mm -hmm. mental health, because they were kind of dependent on each other. It's kind of like a buddy system because, you know, You have all this happening, you know, you turn the news on and when are we going to get vaccines? When's this going to happen? When can we like hug our family members? Like, you know, you're seeing that when you're working with your client, you're kind of like focused on like, okay, when's this deliverable? When's our launch? Like Mm -hmm. you're focused on the the goals of the business and their business. So, but I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like that was kind of very much the feedback I got is like it really helped them kind of like compartmentalize things. Yes. So typically how long does one stay on an assignment? So I suppose someone's like, hey, they, I guess, is it like contractual? How oh, does that question. So Yes. Yeah, so like, let's say that you need a virtual assistant, Crispin. So what that would look like is you and I talk and I'm like, what are your needs? What are your pain points? You could wave a wand. What do you, are you like, Catherine? <laughs> I hate these tasks. I never want to do these again. <laughs> and it varies. Like some clients are like, I love bookkeeping. Some of them are like, take the numbers away. Or I hate, com- like, I hate Facebook, Instagram. I want somebody to schedule all my posts. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it varies. So I get to kind of know what you want done. And then I kind of know about the hours. We talk about how many hours. And so then I go Mm -hmm. and I like find the Jan or somebody who might be a good fit. And I'm interviewing, I'm looking at resumes. And then I bring you back a candidate. And I'm like, what do you think of this person, Crispin? And I Mm -hmm. like for you to do like a Zoom because when you see Jan, like you get a vibe, like you and Jan. Oh yeah. I can look at a person and tell if we're going to vibe. Right. Right. Exactly. And you're like, okay, Jan and I are going to like hit it off. We're like, no, Jan's voice annoys me. Like I can't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Little right. things like you're virtual. <laughs> so it's not like you're meeting Jan at the water cooler. Like y'all do have to vibe. Um, and so then if you're like, yes, I would love Jan. Like, let's work together. Like Jan's going to go through a background check. Jan does ha- have reference checks done on Jan. And then you and Jan start. But like, I really encourage like you, the client to always be in control of their hours. So like, that's kind of where like, let's say you start with five hours a week and that's your max. Jan will not work over five hours a week. Jan may work three hours a week, two hours a week, or if Jan got COVID for a week or two weeks and doesn't work, like you don't pay for anything. And so you're not locked into a contract. 
because at any point, if you're like, Catherine, shut down my business, I am going to med school. I don't know. But like whatever you decide to do, like you're not locked in. So like at any point you can end it or you can increase your hours that you're working with Jan. So you don't, you're not locked in. You just pay for the hours that Jan works up until that point. But just kind of pay as you go. So like, so yeah. I, if I have like a really big June first, you'll pay for your hours for May. Mm -hmm. But you'll know because Jan every week is like, hey, I worked three hours this week. Hey. And she's never going to go over that max period. Unless mm -hmm. you say, she may come and say, uh, Kristen, you have sold six houses this week. <laughs> I'm at five hours and it's Tuesday. Do you want me to go over my hours? And you're like, girl, yes, go over your, <laughs> I need you. Like, I need I you. <laughs> So go up to 10, but she would not do that unless you green light it. Or, or you may say like, mm -hmm. punt the, just hold off, punt the items to next week. Cause it's going to be even busier, that type of thing. So I really try to, and I try to make it friendly for like the client because the client needs to know, like from a budget standpoint, like what they're about mm -hmm. to spend. Right. But also for a VA standpoint, cause when I worked for a placement firm, one frustrating thing that I had was I was locked into my hours. And so I was doing oh, 15 hours a week, but if say I was sick, I would have to then do 30 the next week. And that was a big jump when I'm used to doing 15, I'm now going to 30. Right. So the kind of feedback I've gotten from the VAs is they love that they only paid how many hours they work. Um, but like I said, a lot of them, Crispin, they just love it. They just dive in and they're like, this is awesome. Yes. And I think um, a lot of women and moms would benefit from that because, you know, we love our kids, but sometimes we just kind of want to do something else. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. Or like, like some people, like I, t I really try to encourage them that like, just because they don't have mark the box on everything they see online mm -hmm. or from a VA, I'm like, look, you got good bones. Like you would be a great virtual assistant. Like, are you willing to learn? Are you tech savvy? Like, you know, do you like to serve and help people? That type of thing. Right. So so do you help train? Like, say so a client needs someone and they're like, hey, I need someone that really knows, you know, they're knowledgeable in Canva. And you have someone they're not as tech savvy in Canva. Is that something you would help do or would you just I, That's a great question. So I'll like a lot of times send them, can send them course links and encourage them in certain ways. I'm a very much a believer that you can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink type. Exactly. <laughs> and so I say that because a lot, like a lot of times they're taking initiatives. In fact, I have some ladies who are like looking for, like I'm looking for roles for them. And they're like, what do I need to learn? What, what do I, where, where can I, like that type. And that's kind of like, that's why I tell people like you want that person and mm -hmm. that attitude. You don't want the girl that's like, I don't want to learn Instagram, but the, this is my core. Like you want someone who's going to like mold to what you need. And mm -hmm to learn. And so that being said, like a lot of my clients, like when somebody comes to me and they're like, I want them to know, like to know it. I want them to know teachable. I want them to know Flowdesk. I want them to know WordPress and MailChimp um, and Kajabi. <laughs> and I'm like, no one's going to know all of that. Like if you're willing to, they can learn and you look at their, their resume and you're like, okay, this person can do it. Like that's kind of mm -hmm. what you want. And you talk to them about, and a lot of people use this, um, it's called Loom, L-O-O-M video. Mm -hmm. And you can 
record your videos, like you can record your screen and talk through things. And that is a great way to like train up a virtual assistant because they get to see like how you manage things, how you handle things like that. Oh, I love it. So um, one thing I am curious about is the pay. Uh, I know someone may be wondering like, okay, like was, how much can I get paid? Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it really varies on experience background. Um, there's definitely like when you start with a placement firm, you make a little less than like when you go out and get your own clients. And I learned Mm -hmm. that. And it's kind of like, you're building that foundation and it's kind of like putting money in the bank. Like you're building your strengths and adding one thing that I learned was when you're at the placement firm, you're adding like tools to your toolkit because you have different clients with different needs. And so you definitely can like, as you grow that toolkit, you increase your rate. You're a contractor, you're a 1099. So like, that means that like, they can't tell you when to work and then your taxes are withheld at the end. So you don't have benefits. So people who are like looking for benefits, being a virtual assistant is probably not the best because you don't have the benefits. <laughs> um, but it really, right. I mean, it, it's going to vary based on like your experience and your background. Um, and a lot of it though, like, I feel like I always want to encourage people when you start, like the hardest part is getting started. Because once you're getting started and you start doing that five hours a week and then you grow to 10 and you have a second client, like that's when you're really building your toolkit to then. And even if you're with a placement firm, like I had several clients with a placement firm. I was just building my toolkit to break out on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I feel like empowering women in that way, because I feel like sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because I don't check all the boxes. Right. Yeah. And you make it sound so easy. Like you make it comfortable. I think for women that kind of may be on a fence, like you're like that go-to person, like that in between, like, okay, she'll yes. figure out I'm what I'm good specialty. at. You're right, Kristen. <laughs> and I, I tell and them, I always tell them, I'm like, I'm your backstop. Like I am there. Like I'm going to cheer you on. If, you know, sometimes the client, the VA is coming there like, Catherine, this happened once my client's not talking to me. I don't know what's happened. And <laughs> I went and talked to the client and there had been like a death in the family. And so it's just sometimes like there's not communication or the client mm-hmm. may even be like, I don't know if I offended them. What did I do? And um, it's, it's nine out of 10 times or 9.9 <laughs> It is communication. And mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of like acting as like their scaffolding and their help and help and showing them like example, like, the foundation of every v- good VA client relationship is a strong communication, period. Yes. Anything in life, good communication. Because yes. I mean, you know, if you're going to show, if I'm like, I want a three bedroom house and then you show me a studio, I'm like, this is not what I want. It's <laughs> not what I asked for. Now my clients like that too. They'll tell me I do not want a house with a pool, but then they'll send me a house. Christmas, can we see this one? I'm like, did you scroll through the pictures? Because it has a pool. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> but communication is key. I feel like, and I feel like just moms in general, we work so much harder and I feel like we kind of put our all into, into everything that we do just simply because we have like little ones looking up to us and we want to be yes. like, you know, the superhero. Um, so how is it with you? Like I know you said you have two kids and mm-hmm. they're five and three. Yes. Five and three. So how is it managing your business? Um, oh, having small kids at home. Yes. So I have them pretty much on a schedule so I can do stuff in the morning 
before they wake up. They're now in preschool. Um, so that has helped a lot. I've had one in 4K, one in, two, in the twos program. But um, I mean, I really had to manage like time manage things. I feel like yeah. I played a sport in college and that, that taught me how to like extremely time manage my life. And so I really just springboarded off of that. So I'd wake up in the morning, I might do 30 minutes to an hour of work, take the kids to the park, spend a lot of time at the park. Um, and then <laughs> nap time, I would definitely try to do two to three hours there. And then again, in the afternoons, um, if they're doing something independent play, I would try to do some time there. And then I have a hard like 7pm there in bed. And so I could I'll work to like midnight if I need to. So that's really how do you do it? You need to teach a course on getting your kids on a schedule because mine <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a nap time is. Like this boy does not take a nap. <laughs> it's like it's like at all. He's three. He does not nap when he's with me. And I, maybe it's because of my schedule because he's not in daycare anymore. Like he stopped going to daycare January of 2020. So he's been yeah. with me all this time. And thank God he starts pre-K in the fall. <laughs> so but <laughs> I think what happened with us was we lived in Virginia and Colorado. And so I had no family for 1200 miles. And I realized that like, if I wanted life, I had to have them sleep. And so I just took, I took that very seriously because I enjoy my sleep. And then the pandemic hit Crispin, you know, and like he, I mean, he didn't go to school until he was two and a half, but um, the pandemic hit and I was like, I have to have him. Like I'm going to lose my mind. Um, and again, yes. that's where like being a VA was like such a healthy outlet for me. And like, that's also where my business grew. Cause I was just like, I love like the working with moms and in he hearing that too. And like, when I hear somebody that says like, I want to be a VA, like my mom or my in-laws or my sister, they all live in town. I mean, that's like, that's a dream. Cause I never had that when I was working with my own business. Um, yes. and so I'm like, girl, you got this. Like if you have that, or if you have that friend, that's like, Hey, let's trade off kids sometimes because mm -hmm. it's funny because when you're not, like you said, like, you know, when you're away from your kids working, like it is like a mental break. You get that mental break yes. from them. Yes. And when they're with you, like they're with you, like, like they're with you all day until they go to sleep. <laughs> So you just don't know how many times I'm like, you know, when is, when is he going to go to bed so I can have a glass of wine? Because like, I've had oh, enough for his day. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. But yeah, like that's kind of the same situation. Like my nearest family is in Mississippi. So it's kind of like a four hour drive. So I don't just have yeah. anyone. Like, hey, mom, I'm about to come drop off the kids <laughs> so I can get this done. But thank God I finally like made a friend here <laughs> that, you know, helps me out. So yeah, right. And you I'm a very much a believer that you have to build your village where yes. you are. I am such a mm -hmm. firm believer in that. And so when we moved to town, Crispin, I started like looking for my village and like people <laughs> who could help me and babysitters because I just always had to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I remember when I went to labor this with my second, I had to have somebody take my child. So like I could have this baby and I wanted my husband there. And I was like, okay. And what's funny is like when I moved back, I had these friends I've lived here their whole lives. And they're like, how do you have more babysitters than me? I'm like, build your village. You build your I network. Village. I found it. Right. 
I know. I just had to build me a village. I found like a, a babysitter at my church, <laughs> my friend, and be like, thank God, like my career real estate allows me to just like bring my kids with me. Right. Um, and the flexibility you have with that. Yes. And I like that being a VA, you have that same flexibility to still be a mom, to still spend time with your family. And that was kind of one of, one of the reasons um, why I wanted to get out of corporate America, just so I could, you know, be home and actually be a mom and be in my kids' lives, you know, instead of having to ask mm -hmm. like, hey, can I take off so I can go watch my kid in the play at school, you know, so. Right. Same. And I always said, I was like, I want to find some a career that I have flexibility. I can use my mm. head, but I can also have flexibility and grow. And you're right. I mean, I definitely, I actually looked at real estate and I was like, and that was during the 09 when the market was, when the housing market had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was not the best time to start a career in real estate then. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it's funny because I do think you and I are similar in that. Like we can definitely say, mm -hmm. like, no, have a bad, it's easier to put boundaries up. But I also feel like as women, like moms and being entrepreneurs, like sometimes you, you're just like, I can take it. I can do that. I can I'll do, do it. it. All right. <laughs> I'll work it in. Like it just, it's life. It happens. But I absolutely love what you do. So I kind of tell us, so how can um, people get in contact with you if they're interested in becoming a VA, just kind of the role that you would play in getting yeah, them started? Absolutely. So you can go to my website, momtovirtualassistant.com. And that's where you can like there's a link, there's a form to submit. You can also DM me on Instagram at mom to virtual assistant. Um, if you're wanting to be a VA or if you just want to talk to me and we can chat more. I love, love talking to moms. It's my jam. Um, so don't feel like you have to like fill out a form and that means that you're doing it. Like, let's talk. Like, I want to hear like, what are your like concerns? What are you excited about? Like, let's talk. Um, and then also if you're a client and you're like, Oh, I think I need a VA a few hours a week. Am I a good candidate? Mm -hmm. What can I do? This is my industry. Like you can also go there and put a form submission in or DM me as well at mom to virtual assistant. Yes. I was trying to share my screen here so I could show everyone, but apparently it's not working out, but I will have all of that information. <laughs> So people can get in contact with you. Um, but what what keeps you going? Like just you as a person, as a mom, as a business owner, like what's your motivation? What what keeps you on your feet? Um, probably. I, just, I mean, I really I was that mom that was in corporate America. Crispin, that was like, I don't I don't like this. I don't like leaving the house at seven with <laughs> the everything that I have to have for daycare, picking my kid up at five thirty sometimes staying late, not seeing, you know, if I have meetings and then I didn't even see them the whole day, that was hard. That mm -hmm. was really hard for me as a person. Cause I didn't want that. Um, mm -hmm. and so I remember being like, I will do anything. Like I want, I want to make this work. And so I think yes. it's like hearing some of these women who, you know, like they want to make it work too. And then being like, okay, let's put a pen and paper to it. How much are you paying in childcare? What's your, now the gas is almost five dollars a gallon in places. Like, how how long is your commute? Like, what like mm -hmm. you have a significant other who's on benefits? Like, what does this look like for your family? Like, I love talking to moms and helping them figure that out. Um, yes, I was, that. and so that that is kind of what makes me tick. Or even someone who like maybe it's a mom that's a stay home mom and she's staying home, but she is on a tight budget because like to stay home, she cannot buy anything 
new, nothing for, you know, she can't mm -hmm. buy stuff. And so then if she's a virtual assistant, like she, it's freeing her up. All of a sudden she can pay for like to go to get her nails done or go get an outfit and get her kids signed up for her fall soccer, um, save for a family vacation. And like, I love that. Like that brings me so much joy when I hear that. Like I love doing that. So mm -hmm. that is what kind of pick. Um, and I also like it when my boys see me working, like they see me happy and enjoying my job. Probably like you do with your kids. Like you, when you're mm -hmm. like find who finds their perfect house. Yes. I love it. I love seeing people close on their homes, but um, like you said, I just like the freedom. I like the freedom, the flexibility. It's like, I'm not even working for the money, but I'm just working so I can just be mom, like be a mom, be active in their lives. Like you said, like the whole, and, and you know, some people can do the nine to five. People have to do it. But if, if you're like us, you know, it just gets hard sometimes. Like you're at work all day and daycare is super expensive. Mm -hmm. And if you have more than one child, it just may make sense for you to stay at home. And because right. at that point you may be working just to pay for daycare. So why not be at home? And it's also, I, t I encourage people, I'm like, it's, we have different seasons of life. You know, and mm -hmm. so that's where some of these women, they may just be in a season where they want to stay home for a few years. And so this mm -hmm. is a great filler on their resume until they go back to corporate when their kids are older. So some people do, you know, it is, we're all in different seasons of life, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so if this is your season to become a virtual assistant, definitely reach out to Catherine. Yes. So you can see she has a super sweet personality. She will help you get started. So just don't feel like you have, you'll be out there and be lost. Yes, because honestly, before this, yeah. <laughs> before this podcast, I was like, you know, even if I wanted to be a virtual assistant, how in the world would I do that? But it's good to know that there are people like you that are yes, resources. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love it. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. <laughs> it was so nice to chat with you. I really enjoyed it. Yes. So you guys make sure you like, share, and subscribe. If you're tuning in late, it will be uploaded on your favorite podcasting streaming services tonight. So you'll be able to listen to the broadcast. <laughs>